0: The Around the League podcast has been linked to on Drudge Report.
1: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the League podcast. My name is Dan Hanzes, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Chris Wesseling, Mark Sessler, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. Let's pick it up, Dan. You usually come with a little more That was a energy. little low <laughs> tempo. What's the- well, now you're in my head a little bit. Well, what's the issue? There is no issue. Hashtag blessed hashtag
2: <laughs> rise and grind well dan's shift started today before <laughs> 10 in the morning so he's it's tough i don't want to hear it um <laughs> i'm in at six tomorrow by the way 6
1: a.m so i'm all over the map i'm the utility man of the schedule everybody knows this hashtag you're hashtag, a,
3: you're a <laughs> hashtag
1: <laughs> atl mailbag which people should use the gold standard behind the glass. Our producer, Zach Goldman. How are you, buddy?
4: Doing great. Thanks for the full name intro. Yeah. Appreciate
1: that. Um, the man we call the gold standard. We should tell our listeners to use the hashtag ATL mailbag on Twitter and send us questions, and every once in a while we'll answer them.
2: Absolutely. Zach, usually so genteel, came with some Packers Patriots trash talk today. I was just surprised because he's always such a nice guy, and then he just walks by, points at uh, the Packers-Patriots Super Bowl replay going on Ooh. right now. He's a Packers fan. He knows my fandom. He's just like, you like this game? Enjoy this one? Woof-a.
4: How do you really hurt a Patriots nah. fan's feelings? He's like, excuse me, three Super Bowls post this week. I think,
1: I think only Giants fans can truly hurt a Patriots That's fan. Fair. How like do you deep get within? to be
4: a
3: Packers fan via Oxford, England?
4: Uh so my first grade teacher lived next door to Sean Jones. Oh, all
2: right. Ooh, wow!
1: I
4: didn't have man. a wow. I didn't have a team at that
2: point, good. and
4: so she lured me to the the dark side of the. You team had a first
1: grade teacher that lured you somewhere. I would like, yeah, actually, probably
4: grade a great teacher. choice of
1: words just now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, all right, well that checks out. <laughs> we'll sign off on that. All right, big show today. We are going to uh, go through our list. We'll go back down into the lab. It's that time of year to uh, do plenty of laboratory work with the scientists and go through. Uh, Best free agent fits. We're going to kind of each of us are going to grab two names off the list and kind of pontificate. Is that the right word? We're
2: all putting on sure, lab wait, coats we were today. We're all scientists, it's not just in this the scientists. Project. Yeah, today we are all scientists. Well, I think
4: Dan and I are obviously lab partners. Uh,
2: well, you guys have been you guys have been studying, and uh, you did well on your final exam, and it's it's yeah. time Scalable. to give you a promotion. So we'll be doing that. We're gonna
1: have a little conversation about um, Jimmy Graham, that maybe will get Wes riled up. A big part of the show is getting Wes riled up. We're hoping that will happen.
3: I haven't had a good rant in a few weeks. <clears throat>
1: but we'll start as we almost always do, the gold standard, with some news. All right. We start in Seattle, where Brandon Browner's indefinite suspension from the NFL is over. Uh, The cornerback still will miss the start of the 2014 season. He'll be suspended four games, and then he'll have to pass up four more game checks after that. But ultimately, he's surprisingly in the mix now with free agency around the corner.
2: If I'm Brandon Browner, I'm like, "Eh, maybe I'll just be suspended eight games. (laughs) If I'm not going to get paid for four of them, just... Keep me out. I don't want to play for free. Give me a break. Yeah, but that <laughs> strategy would affect his <laughs> signing potential. I'm not so sure that works for free agents. <laughs> I guess that's not an option, but that is, I, that is weird. You're, it was down on,
4: you're a little more down on Browner than Wes and I are, I think.
2: Well, yeah, let's talk about where we where he fits as a free agent a Wait, little before bit.
1: Before we do that, though, let's talk about how Brandon Browner stared down. That the shadowy league figures and live to tell the tale. Maybe this is a lesson for all of us here and behind the glass, Zach. Whenever things start to get hairy, just double down. Maybe the shadowy league figures aren't so bad. No, we should not do that.
2: (laughs) So basically Dan's saying if the next time some sort of dispute comes up with the superior, (laughs) threaten to sue the living daylights out of them, which I believe was the quote from Browner's agent. And that was the last we heard of him. And uh, <laughs> the next time uh, we hear from them, he's back, Brandon Got it, in my Browner. Back so it worked. It's an interesting strategy. I'll have to keep note of that. <laughs> I don't like that strategy. <laughs> all right, Greg, as you were. Uh, I'm surprised. This, no one expected Browner to be reinstated, but he had a strong case. It had to do, apparently, with when he was in the CFL, missing drug tests and whatever it was. We don't know all the details. Clearly, the NFL listened, and they came to a compromise, and now he'll be back. So you guys think he's a difference maker, Mark? No, no,
4: no. No, I think you talked about how, oh, he's out for four games, and that's a big issue. For me, I look back on last season where Gronkowski was out for a long period of time. Crabtree was out. Von Miller was out. These guys, for a team that's going to sign him, Browner, and Adam as a sort of a final piece in the defensive backfield— and a playoff-type team, it's fine to not have a guy for a yeah, month.
1: He's also not at that level of those three, three names you brought up.
4: I'm not saying he is, but I don't have a big problem with missing a guy who's a contributor for the first month of the season. That's all I'm I saying. I think
1: people do forget that entering this past season, he was viewed as a legitimate member of the Legion of Boom. And it was only after his suspension that people started to kind of pile on on the guy and say that he was really no good anyway
2: i mean well, it's no good he was be struggling totally unfair he was struggling in two thousand thirteen, but there were a lot of injuries involved. point is you know, yes, he's not a young guy, but he's
1: not old either. I mean he could end up being a low cost high upside I think guy for somebody turns
3: thirty, which isn't young for a cornerback uh and I think he made the pro Bowl his first year in the n f l after coming from the c f l because he had six interceptions, two hundred something yards on those interceptions, and two touchdowns. So he was on the highlight reel. He was making big plays. But I think the lesson here is that you can stick anybody in that defensive backfield opposite Sherman with Earl Earl Thomas covering your bases, and they're going to play well.
2: They coach him up. Exactly. I think Seattle Seahawks defensive backs right now are like New England Patriots wide receivers from the middle of the last decade. You don't want to sign them when they go away from New England or else you're going to get a big steaming pile of David Gibbons or Dion Branch or <laughs> David Patton. That's what Browner's going to be. Gus Bradley is going to zoom well, in yeah, and take
3: I, the sky. I agree with Mark. I would look for the Jags maybe to hmm. snatch him up.
1: Uh, interesting news out of Buffalo where – Aaron Williams uh, signed a four-year, $26 million deal. Really interesting because of uh, his partner in the secondary there. Jairus Bird is ready to leave town, and they didn't use the franchise tag, and then they go and they lock up Aaron Williams. Isn't this a little odd?
3: No, I think it makes sense. It means that despite what a bill source told NFL media insider, Ian Rappaport, this is totally related to Bird. They want Williams to play center field back there, I would imagine, He's a former cornerback. He was drafted as a cornerback, so he's best, he's best suited to that coverage role anyway.
2: So you're saying someone would lie to Ian Rappaport?
3: I'm saying in the NFL, if you're not Impossible. lying,
2: you're not trying. Ooh,
4: I think it's howza. a little upstate New York good cop, bad cop scenario where it's we're not going to play – with Bird here, he's going to make it hard thi- hard for us. So we're going to go take your teammate, probably a guy that you text and hang out with a lot in the position room, and just give him a nice new we contract. This, Have a nice day. We call this pulling a Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Wallace, you don't mm. want
3: our contract? We're giving it to Antonio Brown. There you go.
2: That worked out well. Kind of like Carlos Dunlap, too, last year with right. the Bengals. Michael Johnson. But if I'm a Bills fan, it's annoying because, hey, we can't afford and we don't want to pay the guy who's one of the very best at his positions, so let's take the B Give him well, a decent contract and keep him around.
4: Bills fans have been annoyed since pre 9 11 so it's just more of the same. <laughs> this is kind of a
2: Bills type of move, a cheap move. That's fair.
1: So that's a bad move then.
2: I think so. Well, I don't know. No, I don't know if Aaron Williams <laughs> is bad on his own merit, but you hate to see someone that's better at the position leave when it's you're so-
3: underwhelming. Bo and Luke Duke aren't even in Buffalo anymore, and they're still making these kind of moves.
1: <laughs> and, Mark, as a uh, native of the state of New York, upstate New York, there are, you said good cops, bad cops, some bad cops up there. I'm sure. You a guys lot are, of good cops, too. You guys are from upstate New York. I was Basically. born there. But I don't like to think of uh, Rockland County as upstate Right, right, right. But, I was but born Mark, in Rochester, Mark,
4: not too far, far from Canada. Did, Niagara Falls. Did you guys know that, that is Bill's fans referred to
3: Chan Gailey and Buddy Nix as Bo and Luke Duke?
4: <laughs> I didn't
1: know that. No, we did. This is awesome. Uh, moving on, the Pittsburgh Steelers had a busy Wednesday <laughs> on the same Wes day. Wes was
2: laughing about that to himself <laughs> for a minute before he made the joke and a minute I'm after really he made the laughing joke. laughing at it at
1: 4 o'clock this afternoon.
2: And none of us knew what he was laughing at. We just let it go. Some
1: things are perfect <laughs> together like salt and pepper, peanut butter and jelly, Chris Wessling and Dukes of Has. Paz- <laughs> All these things. <laughs> um, that is Dukes of Hazard, right?
4: Correct. Come on. Oh, I chips? forgot wow. you, you were knee high to a dream buck. Was it Chips? No, it was no. not Chips. No, Chips was That's California on. Highway
2: Patrol. This is where the generational divide come in. I, I so never saw that So Was it Dukes show? of Hazzard? Yes.
4: yes.
1: Oh, so I had it right. So get off.
4: Well, I, you quickly hop to get another
1: franchise. Me. Hashtag get <laughs> off. Uh moving fo- well, Greg were you saying something there? No. Yeah. <laughs> there was a generation <laughs> divide. That was like the 40 and over divide.
3: We could uh, talk full house if that's more comfortable for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I know my full house. Gold standard, I can guarantee you he didn't know what you were talking about.
3: No, I was blank, but full house
4: I can I can vibe with that.
1: Gold yeah. standard,
3: were you even 10 when the uh when the Jessica Simpson version of Dukes of Hazzard came out?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was in fact yeah, older than 10. Okay. Thank
1: you. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers Steelers had a busy day on Wednesday. In addition to uh, handing out contract extensions to Troy Palomalu and Heath Miller, the team also released longtime linebacker Larry Foote, offensive tackle Levi Brown, and cornerback Curtis Brown. Just kind of housekeeping for uh, Dave Damoschuk's team, correct?
2: Just
3: freeing up roster
2: salary cap space. Well, it's keeping Palomalu around. That was a decision they had to make. This is the one we expected. It's nice to see. I mean, don't you like it when players like Troy Palomalo have a chance to stay with the same team? And it was a little dodgy there. I think if he didn't stay healthy this last year, they would have cut him, but he had an okay year. Played 16 games. Well, yeah, he, look at, he, had, he, had he was fine. He, he had, had a good, good year. year.
1: Well, you could have seen it. if Larry, it great. If Larry Foot and Palomalu switched roles, Foote's the one that got hurt early in the year. He was one of their best players on defense in 2012. Gets hurt early in 2013. He gone. NFL no, Nothing tough surprising
4: out of Pittsburgh. They are in terrible cap hell. They're right now, I think, about 11.6 over. And I think they're not done making moves.
2: Yeah, everyone thinks they're cutting Lamar Woodley. Chris and I aren't. Chris has brought me around to the side that maybe they do keep him around. Well,
3: they, what do they maybe. have to gain you know, from it'd be it? Great
2: that, wouldn't cutting, you love it as a Steelers
3: fan that you pay Lamar Woodley to go away and then he makes the Pro Bowl in another, another uniform? I put him, with, put him in Cincy with uh, James Lamar Harris. Lamar Woodley, he's had a bad couple of years. I know that they think he's been overweight and hasn't been in shape and hasn't lived up to his contract, but he's – Arguably the best talent. Oh, I said arguably. He, he's probably the best <laughs> talent on that side of the ball right now.
2: I've made a strong stance against the word arguably down in the newsroom. I, I'm happy <laughs> Wesseling uh, has taking it to heart. Woodley is a guy that I think it's misunderstood. If he's cut now, you can still give him the post-June 1st designation, but it doesn't really help your cap situation in the short term. So why not see what he looks like in the offseason? Is he motivated? Is he back in shape? Yeah, maybe give him a shot.
1: Uh, big news, Wes. You're going to enjoy this one. Chris Johnson tweeted today that uh, there's talks with the Tennessee Titans about his contract situation. Wait, we're doing this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're doing it. Talks are at a standstill, Wes. So just so you know, I know downstairs you you thought it was very important that we did this story, <laughs> both on the website and talk about it on the podcast. Chris Johnson <laughs> might be back with Tennessee, but he doesn't know, and neither do we. Wes. Wes.
3: Well, it's nice to have an update on the no update that we've had for the last three months on his status. Nothing has changed, but this is the <laughs> NFL news business we live in in order to keep up with the Joneses. Whenever somebody tweets nonsense that means nothing, we have to write about it to keep up with the other websites. Is this
1: like your Jerry Maguire moment where you write Look, the, uh, coming uh, with me. the manifesto?
3: Look, it's we bemoan the fact that...
1: Who's coming with me?
3: In today's West. NFL news coverage, we don't get an offseason because... There's all this news we have to write about. and We could change this. We are the instrument of change. When Chris Johnson tweets, there's no update, you know what that is? That's a hint to all NFL writers. Don't write about me today. There's no update.
2: Be the change you want to see in the world. Well, he was. Oh, was. Mikhail he, he Gorbachev, <laughs> 1986. That was was <laughs> Huey oh, Lewis, it. actually.
1: <laughs> We're just layering on the inside jokes that none of our listeners have any idea what's happening.
3: Well, uh, we were told at the Combine, there are some people from other sites that listen to this podcast. I would like to make a pact right now. Mm. Guys, when people say nothing, when this obviously not news, let's stop making it into news.
2: Dan loves writing about Chris (laughs) Johnson, and he was into writing this post. CJ2K. I, for one, wasn't going to stand in his way. It was... Listen, the, the
1: update h- is that there is no update, which is actually an update when this close well, to the Well, I think agency. we
3: should do this for everyone. Uh, we look, do. Look, update. <laughs> Andy Dalton is still the Bengals quarterback. Write 200 words on it.
1: <laughs> Get paid. That actually... Um, <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah,
2: Wes, come on. Man. Put down the violin. That's what a, we do for With the right headline, Chris, I think that post could work. The Dalton post do well i think <laughs> it would do, do very, very well. well on our website Look, if you want to make it an, na- an analysis
3: piece a jumping off piece i'm all for that but let's not just follow every breadcrumb laid down by athletes on twitter
1: all right well he made a stand and uh, we're happy he did and i'm glad i brought it up in the studio
2: <laughs> i um, like that you didn't tell anyone you were going to bring that up it was like <laughs> a sneak attack <laughs> all right so this is not that is the end of the news um
1: This is a topic. It's semi-news, but I want to kind of bring it up independent of the news um, within the structure of this podcast. Uh, A Packers official told Mike, uh, we talked about Jimmy Graham a little bit on Friday, I believe it was. And, Wes, you had said that you were.
3: I said if I was running the Packers, I would at least consider the option, knowing that they haven't drafted well in the late first round, of giving up two first-round picks for a difference maker like Jimmy Graham.
1: Well, that's very interesting because Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report spoke to some people on this topic about Graham and now that the Saints have put the non-exclusive franchise tag, is it possible someone would uh, go after Graham in free agency? If you signed Graham to a contract, not only would you have to pay him the money, but you would also surrender two first-round picks to the Saints. Um, Two interesting quotes. Uh, One is from a AFC general manager, unnamed, said, I think the only players more valuable than Jimmy Graham are three or four quarterbacks. That's it, which I thought was very interesting. And then a Packers official told Freeman that the idea of giving up that much for a tight end was, quote, dumb beyond dumb ellipses won't happen.
3: I feel like he was speaking directly to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) It's It's interesting. First of all, I don't know who that AFC general manager is. He'll probably be fired within
2: six to twelve months. Mark had a good theory. Why?
4: Well, I know I felt that it was potentially someone like Dave Gettleman or you know an opposing (laughs) NFC South GM saying, "Listen, just call me an AFC GM, but let's drive the price up, let's get things going." But honestly, the only the Packers do make some sense because one of the three or four quarterbacks that would be valued above. Jimmy Graham is on the Packers. So? If you aren't a team, well, no, but if you aren't a team that's sitting on the cusp of potential Super Bowl glory, where adding Jimmy Graham maybe turns your offense from highly intriguing and dangerous to elite, that's who you give up no- two number one picks for. If For any team less than that, it's a
1: disastrous idea. Yeah, but is, mm-hmm. is defense the problem in Green Bay? Is getting a... a, a- I mean, his offense—the problem in Green Bay—is getting a tight end going to put them over losing the
4: losing Finley, but adding adding Graham would turn that offense into a, an outrage.
1: And Wes, you you asked, you know, why why I had an issue with that quote. I mean, three or f- Jimmy Graham is potentially the number five most valuable player in the entire NFL right now
3: before his plantar tear last year, which nobody wants to acknowledge ever happened. You never hear a national analyst ever mention Jimmy Graham's injury. He went from averaging 120 yards a game before the injury to 50-something yards after the injury. He was a totally different player. In mid-October, Jimmy Graham was mentioned as an MVP candidate. He was the most unstoppable offensive player in the league by mid-October.
2: Well, are you making a case for him because he has an injury, though? Plantar fascia and foot injuries to me would be one reason not to trade for him just because you don't have all the information on that.
4: That's a fair point. I I don't think you can call him the fifth most (laughs) valuable player in football, healthy or not, because of the way that football operates. There are already five or six quarterbacks. I'd take over Jimmy Graham from a team T-building perspective in a second.
2: What I do agree with Hmm. what you said, Wes. Cornerbacks, he said? Quarter. Well, he said non-quarterbacks, right?
4: No, no. He's saying... After three or four quarterbacks, Jimmy Graham was the most valuable. I'd say that's, that's generous on Graham's part.
3: I would say on most lists as of mid-October, he was behind only Peyton Manning in the MVP race last year, mm. before the injury.
2: I would always take a top wide receiver over Jimmy Graham. But he wouldn't considers
4: you? himself a wide receiver.
2: I w- wouldn't you take A.J. Green and Calvin Johnson and the very best of the best wide receivers over Jimmy Graham?
3: Calvin Johnson, yes. A.J. Green, I don't know.
2: Julio
1: Jones.
3: You know I love Julio Jones. Correct. I take Julio Jones Brett. over just about anybody. Josh Gordon.
4: How about uh, Devon no, Bess? No, no way, Josh Gordon. over Graham, no way. Bess. Devon Bess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rele- <laughs> Released today. We didn't mention that. That's... That's part of the news. Hang in <laughs> there, You're... Devon. That's my analysis. I think
4: some GMs are talking Get some healthy. funny talk.
1: Um, <laughs> 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 all right, gentlemen, it's, uh, it's that time uh, really on a run uh, right now with going down to the lab, so let's go down to the lab. Close, yeah, close the door behind. Thanks, Mark. All right. Lyle, get out of here. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Little monster. All right, gentlemen. So... <laughs> Someone pick up the phone. <laughs> Nobody ever picks up the phone. Uh, we wrote a joint piece on Tuesday uh, for the Around the League blog. And NFL.com backslash ATL. Is that correct? <laughs> Greg shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Breaking down, I guess each of us took two predictions, uh, free agents, and try to pair them with a team. So we'll just go around the room, and uh, we'll try to be kind of quick with this. But we'll start with Wes, who postulates Hakeem Nix to the Carolina Panthers. Mm.
3: I Sell it. I haven't recovered from your use of postulating. <laughs> Nicely done. $3. Well, Hakeem Nix is from Carolina, went to high school there, was a, was a star at University of North Carolina. So it's a homecoming for him. Dave Gettleman, their general manager, was brought up in the Giants organization for years, was there when they drafted him. So he's familiar with Knicks. They need wide receivers desperately. Ginn and LaFella are free agents. Steve Smith's futures up in the air. Keem Knicks comes in. Even if they keep Steve Steve Smith, they need another receiver. So I like this fit a lot.
2: I just got to jump in because, you know, one of my skills... (laughs) <laughs> that you guys don't know about as a scientist. <laughs> Ability to forecast the Lynchuk future. Skills. And the, those skills tell me that Wesleyan's going to include Hakeem Nix on another piece this week. <laughs> Biggest busts in free agency. So you don't think that Nix is wow. actually most overpaid players in free agency. You don't think Nix would necessarily be a good idea for Carolina. You just see this as a fit. Is that correct?
3: Yes, that's correct. Keem Nix was ostensibly healthy last year and made not, a, made not a single play all year. So, yeah, he's, he looks like a candidate to be overtaken.
0: Mm.
2: I, like, I like taking a swing on Keem Nix.
3: That's why he's on here.
2: Yeah. yeah. All right, Mark, I will
1: throw it to you now. You predict to your Cleveland Browns they solve all their issues in the backfield <laughs> with one depth signing, Ben
4: Tate. Well... Number one, this seemed like a home run back when Mike Lombardi was the general manager there, and I think because the running back class is so, for lack of another word, crappy, like it still makes sense because there aren't another, there aren't a lot of guys that you could go plug in and say this is a potential lead horse. I'm not sure Tate's that guy, but I think the Cleveland would see him potentially as that that player, and they absolutely have nothing in their backfield outside of a few third-down scat-back types. Uh, so Tate, to me, is the best combination of age. He hasn't been overused in Houston. I mean, he's got durability. He's got question marks. There's no, there's no arguing that. But if they hit on him, and listen, they're ripe to overpay for him potentially too. But I see him as a likely fit for Cleveland solving a big hole and then maybe drafting a running back as well.
1: We have another piece that will be going up uh, later this week about potentially guys that can get overpaid. I'm a little concerned that Tate ends up getting too much I remember money. that
2: when I said that. A minute ago. Three minutes ago.
1: <laughs> Did you? All right. Well, I apologize. He's in the host chair. It's excusable. I was busy, all right? Yeah. I, I respect everything you guys say. So you've seen, Mark, enough of Tate personally where you'd be comfortable with him being your guy? Again, cool? it's
4: a really r- ruggedly thin running back class. It's not the guy I'd pick over anyone else, but of the group, so of the people use the available. There's always easy. Like I said, I think they yeah. will. Again, it, there seems to be a common thread of you not listening to anything. <laughs> anyone in the room is saying. He's ruggedly
3: thin and style again? <laughs> yes, it is.
4: Like I don't know. I, they're going to definitely draft a guy to pair with. I think a, a Ben Tate. There's no one. There aren't that many one running back backfields anymore. And I wouldn't see that being the case in Cleveland. It's didn't, anathema.
2: Didn't didn't he get coached by Kyle Shanahan in Houston? Well, but
4: he, you know, I had a weird thought in the middle of the night. So did right. their quarterback. I had a weird feeling that Cleveland may sign <laughs> may sign their quarterback. job Yeah, I have a weird it took feeling. Took me a while. To g- no, in get the middle of the night, are. I was thinking that they may bring in Shab <laughs> the they have of the nothing. Night.
3: They've got nothing. Mark, I'll moonwalk past your desk if they do.
1: Mark, I apologize for hitting your points. It's just that it happens when you talk, you hit every relevant point, mm. and there's nothing left. I in make the rest it tough for
4: you to find a second angle. I'm sorry. It's like somebody's uncle at Thanksgiving.
3: There's nothing left but <laughs> carnage. Is <laughs> <laughs> that <It's not>
0: right?
1: <laughs> Greg, this is a very interesting one that I enjoyed um, quite a lot. Forget, oh, about, what, the kissing up to his Forget about the Lions. Forget about the Lions. It's all for show. Finally I know he doesn't Titus mean it. Young, Titus Young's replacement. Forget about Ooh. Nate Burleson. It's over. How
2: about Jermichael Finley as Calvin Johnson's sidekick. Yeah, everyone's talking about you gotta get another pair of hands there. They can't afford to pay so much money at wide receiver, or at receiver in general. You can't afford Eric Decker's contract, Nick's, you know, they gotta shop at the bargain basement bin for wide receivers. But how about your number two wide receiver be your tight end? Jermichael Finley, take a shot. We say that we like to take a swing for the fences in free agency. Don't go for guys that are just gonna be average starters and pay them a lot of money sign a guy in a one-year deal because he's obviously down in value coming off his surgery, and you have to check him out medically. He has to pass with it. But wouldn't that be a nice nice little addition for Matthew Stafford and the boys?
3: It, it would. And, you know, he does have the requisite dropsies, which, you know, will make Matthew Stafford feel
2: it. A <laughs> it very Brandon Pettigrew-like. Well, they have to sign someone. Kind of like Mark is predicting Tate to the Browns. I mean, There's no doubt they're signing a running back in Cleveland. They have to sign one, maybe two. It's going to happen. The Lions are going to sign a tight end. It could be Brandon Pettigrew bringing him back. I think his price tag from the rumors that are out there is insane. I'd rather take a shot with him. Somewhat
1: related, I just wanted to bring this up. I spoke with James Jones, uh, pending free agent receiver. uh, And he had an interesting quasi-burn of... Uh, Matt
2: Stafford, I thought. Don't make it sound like you guys were out at a
1: bar or something like that. I don't know where we were. Set up through work. Jones said that he wouldn't sign with a team that didn't have an entrenched quarterback. Uh, He had this to say, this kind of off the cuff. It's different for me as a receiver because you need a good quarterback to be successful. Yeah, you have the Calvin Johnsons, but even Matthew Stafford's a decent quarterback. Mm. Decent, decent bomb.
2: He also gave you some nuggets of some teams he was looking at. Yeah, he was looking. At oh, we're at it. The Colts and the Chargers. He dropped them specifically as two teams. If the Packers don't sign him, which they probably two won't, two great fits. Yeah, right yeah. for him and for them. I think Jones would be a really nice little second or third receiver for some. I'm
3: coming around on James Jones. I really like yeah. him. Yeah.
2: And that's a good score one for me again on the scientists battle. (laughs) They have scoreboards and scientists.
1: The fans are keeping track. Um, Speaking of the Colts and wide receivers, uh, I predict that Eric Decker will land with the Colts. Mm. That's what I feel is going to happen. I know the Colts have perhaps a bigger need or a greater need to spend their money fixing the middle of their offensive line, which has been an issue um, since Andrew Luck got there. Uh, but when you think about it, Reggie Wayne—he is coming back off the serious knee injury. We don't know how much longer he'll be around, or if he's still Reggie Wayne. You put Eric Decker, who Wes loves, next to T. Y. Hilton—that forms a pretty nice one-two punch for seven, eight years potentially. That's that's nice.
4: Well, they got the money to do it, and you know, I, I, Wes is under the impression that we keep trashing Decker, which I think the angle is more on something that you actually brought up initially. Wes is the Decker is the wrong guy for probably three quarters of the league he's the right guy for a couple of different offenses he's perfect for indy
2: i don't think he's perfect unless the price is right if he's paid like a number one receiver and i do think he will get paid at least what greg jennings got last year which is eight nine million dollars a year i don't think he's the right would you
3: rather overpay for eric decker a very good football player or overpay for the likes of eric walden donald thomas Laron Landry <laughs> and Ricky Jean-Francois in one off. I'm with Ricky you. Joe I think Francois. we're all with you. I think yeah. if that, you're you are getting a good player and you have the salary right. cap space. Pay one takes to get. I it. think
4: the thing is you don't want to be the team that has issues at quarterback and has one other maybe tangible number 2 receiver and then go add Decker as this number one guy. He fits in Indy where you can surround the field with all these other pass catchers too. It's, co- it's sort of taking a
3: page out of the Bill Pullian handbook mm-hmm. that when you have a guy like Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck,
1: make sure you get him weapons every year. That would be a brilliant move. I, if I'm Eric Decker, and that would be great because he's very successful, and very handsome. I've been on record about that. If I'm Eric Decker, I'm taking a little less money and signing with Andrew Luck. I'm going from Manning to Luck, and I'm basically setting myself for the up for the Pro Bowl for you know the next decade. That's the move. I feel like too many of these guys get lost. They take the first, the biggest,
2: they pull a Greg Jennings. And then you're where are you? Oh, where are you? You're making more money than any other team would have paid you and you years. don't care. Yeah, but you would probably, don't care. probably be cut before you yeah. see the
3: contract through but and nobody would, will want you. That would have
2: happened anyways, and he's not gonna have a job for the rest of his life that pays him one hundredth of what he Dan makes this, now. I'm
3: with Dan on this one. If you can get seven million for the Colts versus nine million for right. a bum team, because now you get job, yeah, you, know, you get more job security in Indy? You'll probably be more of a household name in Indy, more Pro Bowls. I like. And them.
1: after you get cut, after you those don't know two what years, teams are going to be good, you probably have to sign a much lesser contract to continue your career. Let's say you're Greg Jennings in 2015. It probably, at the end of the day, you're losing
2: money by taking more early like that. You one had, of our TV your, guys, your argument was strong until that one. Except oh, well, one of
4: our TV guys yesterday was saying that he was talking to a player who has the option, you'd think, to go to multiple teams and make this I-want-to-go-play-for-a-winner-for-less-money thing, and and they asked him, where are you going to go? He goes, I have no idea. He goes, my agent will tell me where I'm going. That it's age. The agents construct these deals. The players don't sit around twiddling their thumbs. That's their fault. Well, it is their fault, but that is the business to a large extent. A lot of these free agents, they go out and they get the best deal for them, and they say, this is where you're going.
3: It depends on the person. I guarantee guarantee you there are strong-minded people out there making their own decisions. Whereas some of the people just would more f- feel more comfortable with their agent. I don't disagree. And Donovan T-
2: wants to negotiate his own contract. That that goes to the lo- over the line of ridiculous.
3: Right. Matt Elam negotiated his own rookie contract, and now he's working in a shoe store during the off season. <laughs> well, that doesn't. That's not a. That,
4: you don't. That's not how to pitch that process. Or, he's a
3: very strong-minded man. I know who he is, w- but wants to be. He wants to get his blue collar roots and say, "Hey, when I'm done with football, I need to know how to run
2: a business." Mm. As long as you don't hire Master P. That's my <laughs> philosophy in the NFL. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, MTV cribs episodes, Master P. <laughs> How many do you have? <laughs> I think that's the only oh, that's one. I, great show. I think that's the only one I've really watched all the way through because I was just so impressed with the self-portraits he had in every room. <laughs> it was a different one.
3: Self-portraits?
2: In right, every- it was just gigantic oil paintings of Master P, like with a dog, or out with his friends, or whatever. It's it just sounds master- like Royal Tenenbaums-esque. Almost it was certainly owned
1: by the government. Now too, how, how,
2: more self-portraits or more posters
3: of
1: Scarface? Well, that was, a, that was yes, part of every Cribs episode
2: right. of a hip-hop star. Scarface was in there. Alright, on that note. <laughs> Master P did some damage. I and mean, he made a lot of money. In he, many ways. He changed the game.
3: Well, wasn't his name Percy Miller and he tried to sign with the NBA?
1: Uh yes, he did have aspirations. <laughs> Never quite made it though.
3: Yeah. Oh we have before we leave, I have an update on the map situation. Go ahead. It is ordered. The map and the tax are ordered. It should be here by Friday's podcast.
4: What do the tax are they colored, multicolored?
3: <laughs> I did get the multicolored
1: box, yeah. Very good. All right. On that note, uh, it is time for us to both leave the laboratory. So let's come up the stairs, gentlemen. But also, it's time to go. Uh, it's the end of the ATL podcast for Wednesday.
2: We need some stair sounds, Zach. Going up the stairs. Wait, we do. Oh, that yeah, we are so walking up the stairs. You
1: don't listen to the podcast. That's what was added on Wednesday on the last show.
2: Well, there's a lot to there's a lot to get to. A lot of reading material. Gold Did
1: you see that? You do all that work. <laughs> Adding in the, the sound effects. All right. Well, they're not sound effects. They're real. It's really happening. We're nice. leaving a lab for real.
2: A short time in the lab <laughs> in the studio today.
1: Yeah. The studio is booked, and uh, we don't get to do our normal amount of time, allotment of time. So we apologize if you're expecting our typical length <laughs> of a show. But <laughs> a promise that we will be back on Friday. We're going to do, I'm thinking... A tight forty-six on
2: Friday. You know what? Yeah, three days a week. We have nothing to apologize for. What other podcasts are coming at you in the with Bang. the NFL three days a week? There isn't one. He's out of his chair. Maybe uh, there but, is one. Maybe there isn't one. But
1: uh, we bring w- it. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, Wes and Mark are still down in the lab. Um, all right, let's just get out of here. Then we'll go. We'll find them. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, we'll be talking all about the news of the league and free agency and the draft and everything you can imagine. Until then, this is Dan Henza signing off for The Boss, The Sizzler, The Mailman, The Gold Standard Behind the Glass. Until Friday.
2: Search I don't history. know where Wesleyan, the Let's character, not,
0: ends <laughs> and the real man begins anymore. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.